Top yeah. two, three, four. <laughs> it's on. I'm not. Oh yeah, it. man, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. There's notes in front of me. There's pictures in front of me. There's beer in front of me. There's not any open beer. I, I lined them all up in the proposed order. Oh, you know, we should start with that beer on the on the, that's the one we're starting with, right? Yes. Yes. Let's and then use the correct glasses. Okay. Because we have the correct. I mean, it's not specifically the correct glass because it's not seven ounces and and uh, same same cylinder cylindrically sized from top to bottom. Was that? But that's the last cold. weekend or whenever. I don't know when that was. That was a couple whiles ago. There was just a thing at the bistro. Yeah, I know. I didn't go to the bistro. Uh, why? Oh. Feeling overexposed. Feeling underexposed. <laughs> Feeling not like I wanted to go to the bistro. Feeling like film. Feeling like film. I was actually close to the bistro that whatever day it was because I was doing a, uh, I was watching my friend's homebrew. Oh, cool. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this, um, well, we should just ring the bell and get started, huh? <laughs> You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beer is made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and... All the things that people send you randomly just because they want you to try them out. No, no. Today's show is about uh, back to school. Excellent. And so that brings us to the next part, which is the best part about beer school is... The homework. The homework is beer. So we have some wonderful beers in front of us. Stuff that people have sent us they wanted us to try. And uh, we're going to do that on the show. And we're going to talk about our subject today, which is back to school. Because it is it is fall. August. It is August. So this fine beer that we're starting off with is a Kolsch from the brewery called Dundee, which is over in New York. Sweet. That has a big dog on the label. Yeah, it's got a big dog. Dog dressed up like a person. <laughs> well, the imaging, the imaging um, marketing, whatever they've done on the bottles, is quite clever. It's, as you can see, the... Uh, Oh, um, they they have found an artist who does the style of of uh, character. Yes, and so each of the bottles has a different color, unique color, and uh, some interesting character doing something on the a creepy thing. scarecrow. A creepy. Well, I like the creepy scarecrow <laughs> with the bird making him smile, and uh, and I like the. Um, the brewery in a snow globe concept, and the IPA, which or the is shipping the, the ship ship a bottle. Yeah, shipping a bottle. That's a proper. That's a nice pour on that. Polish. Well, thank you. I I I, uh, I give the beer all the credit. Mm, it's quite good. It's really bitey for mm -hmm. a Kolsch. It's Kolschy. Yeah. Um, and to be proper, they do call it a Kolsch style ale. Instead of just a Kolsch? Yes. Because if it's brewed in some place in New York, which I'm going to find out. <laughs> it really out. can't be from, it really can't be a Kolsch. Rochester! Yeah, Rochester. Excellent. So all of these guys, uh, these guys, the Dundee Brewing Company, have a, a range of beers, and they're pretty much brewing to their local. Uh, all of them seem to be fairly low on the IBU scale. Uh-huh. And uh, using 
hops that are uncharacteristic for California style beers. What's the rundown on the IPA? So the rundown on the IPA was um, 6.3% ABV, which is, you know, that's a nice normal that's, IPA. That's a nice normal IPA. Um, and uh, bittering hops with Columbus, and the taste and aroma was Chinook and Willamette. Nice. And uh, that was the Willamette was the hops we used in Beer School to Beer. Dum 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 dum. <laughs> so, which is an odd hops to use for an IPA, I think. Really. What's well, really grassy and aromatic. Uh, I guess that's why they use it as the aroma hops, but the, <laughs> but the but the flavor is um, the flavor's grassier. The flavor's grassier, and it works fine in a blonde. But I you know I'd have to taste their IPA to know if it worked in an IPA, right? Because uh, it's something that, like I said, I wouldn't wouldn't have uh, chosen that. But oh well. I'm and not, in our lineup of beers, we don't have their IPA. No, we don't. Uh, but anyway, all of their beers are fairly low. Low uh, on the IBU scale, which, uh, you know, you know your audience, right? After brewing beer for 20 years, you've got an idea of what people send back. What, what sells. What sells. Or people go, hmm, no, I didn't like that experiment. No, I like this one. Yeah, yes. um, I, I, and, you know, the, the bartender says, well, those guys stayed here all night. They drank nine beers <laughs> each. <laughs> and they didn't even fall over. I would say that would be a success. Yes. Here, I know that's your... <laughs> My nifty spot and bock with a bock on it, a belly goat bock. Anyway, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a. I think it's a good example of the style. Mm-hmm. And it is in the proper class, so we're keeping our <laughs> nose out of it, or a semi-proper class. Mmm. It's so good. We're both drinking at once. So back to school. I remember back to school. We used to go clothes shopping for back to school. I hated clothes shopping. <laughs> I I mean seriously, what could be worse than clothes shopping? Uh, falling into a pile of rusty staples. <laughs> that couldn't be. That wouldn't be very good. <laughs> oh, and a, a new box of crayons. <laughs> Please stop getting a new box of crayons after a while. I getting bought... a new binder though. A trapper keeper. Mm, there you go. That would always be a good. Um, because the old, the one from the year before would have worn out. Oh yeah, and the you, vinyl tears. the vinyl tears the the cardboard gets bent the 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 uh, the claws don't go together as well. And all the phone numbers that you put in there are probably no longer good. <laughs> if they were good in They've the first place, changed. Stop calling me, motor. <laughs> I'll make that phone go away. <laughs> yeah, so uh, binder, new box of crayons, new notebook, and I remember. Changing from wide rule to narrow. That was... Ooh. And I hated writing in wide rule notebooks. Hated it. I don't know. I liked it when erasable pens came out, and I would do my math homework in erasable pens. Yeah, well, you have to use pencils so you can erase it. I go, this is an erasable pen. <laughs> it's an erasable pen. Blew the teacher's mind. That can't be good. <laughs> Oh, the th you know, my favorite pen ever from back to school was the four-way Bic. Oh, yeah. Loved that Those pen. are pretty cool. $2.50. You can still get them. That was a lot of money back then. I know, but now it's not so much money. <laughs> the price never went up. 
<laughs> no, they made a million of them back then. Nobody liked them except for me, and I'm well behind in my purchase of the rest of the inventory. Yeah, I got. I like to go into uh, Patrick and Company every now and then, the local stationery place, and like check out a new pen every the now. The place and then. down on Market Street, right? There's one on Market. There's one on Mission, and there's one on like Battery. I always feel so sorry for the one on Market Street because it looks like it's getting less inventory every <laughs> <laughs> as as time goes on. Well, they have three stores within like five blocks of one another. Oh, and so if they don't have it at one store, because that's where I get my. Uh, in cartridges too. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the call over to the other store, and then you can walk over to the other store. Weird. Yes. Well, you know, at some point, stationary stores probably were like Starbucks. <laughs> there was one around every corner because everybody needed stationery. Right. And, and there... binders and big pens and crayons. And... I never had peachies. Peachies. The peachy folder. The like they were like sort of manila. Manila color folder, just a paper folder. Mm. And it had like pictures of guys shooting hoops and nah, stuff. No, I never like... had one of those either. Yeah. Never uh, never had sports memorabilia on my binders or folders. <laughs> and book covers are always a brown paper bag because you could write stuff on them. Yes. If you got the shiny ones from the school for 25 cents a piece, you couldn't write on them because they were... We also had a trick. You had school binders or like school folders. And if you erase enough letters in Guerneville, you can get down to E V I L. So it could say evil school. <laughs> how many how many decades of student processing did that take? Millions. <laughs> Somebody figured it out and then one person's like, Oh, I want to do that too. Evil school. Evil school. Can do the same thing, I believe, with Emeryville. No, you can't. E no E M E R Y. No, you can't do it with Emeryville. No V I L. No, you can't. No. It doesn't Wait, work. let me think. Wait, turn off the mics. I gotta think. Okay. Can Go. There are a lot of E's in Emeryville, but you can't get to spell evil all in one row. I mean, you all can jumble it up. You can jumble it up. There's evil in Emeryville. <laughs> Do you know Novartis has a siren for shelter in place? I don't know what Novartis is. Novartis is uh, formerly Chiron, a gigantic bioscience genetics research lab. Oh. And they have a shelter in place siren. And I was talking to this with a friend of mine, and I, say, I, I told him, I go, I would rather be living near the refinery and hear their shelter in place alarm go off than a genetics research labs. You know, you look out and there's a gigantic green marshmallow man coming down the wall. <laughs> I've seen all those movies. None too, and none too happy about his escapement from the embankment that yes. that has been uh, where he was just being fed raw radiation. Brains! <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of back to school is to talk about... Rodney some... Dangerfield goes back to school. Oh, we're not talking about the movie. Although there is beer in that movie. There I think is. that was on our list. I could be wrong, mm -hmm. though. That was a weird show, huh? <laughs> when Richard was talking about, do not do, and he's yelling into the thing because he's listening to it on his way down. He's talking about how he's like, do not dis nineteen forty one. Do not. I'm like, <laughs> of course not. Uh, so when he did not do that, but anyway, the idea is 
to talk about some things that you, some things and some ways that you can learn more about beer by using resources around you not just the show because well <laughs> we are perfect but you need a little bit of variety in your life yeah I and mean, pretty much the thing the takeaway from beer school is that if you could sit, if you sit around with microphones for three years you'll learn a lot about beer <laughs> There's a little bit more culture if you'd like some before I pop. Oh, the, yes, uh, I'd like to finish that. Oh, uh, let me get that. Because it's so yummy. So, so back to school, you do your back to school beer shopping. Yeah, you're back to school. Whoa. <laughs> so, um, you do your back to beer school, beer show shopping. And uh, so one thing that comes to mind right away, want to know more about beer? Order the sampler. <laughs> now, bartenders at brew pubs don't really appreciate the sampler because it's a lot of work you know it's you know it's opening every single tap and pouring the smallest amount of beer possible right um or four ounces of beer whatever the sampler is and you know you may go into it not liking any of those beers because you just you know you don't like blonde and you don't like kolsch and you don't like stout oh it's a dark beer you didn't like dark beer <laughs> And did we talk about that? I think we did. <laughs> anyway, self-referential other thing. Uh, but the idea is that you can try all these beers all at the same time. And you're not committed financially to a big amount of money. Right. And if you don't like something after taking a sip, well, then put a, put a note there, you know, a mark there. or Just go, you don't like the third one. And then move on to the one that you might like. What is the style called brown? What is the style called? Why is it called brown? I have a reputation for sitting down at a bar and causing people to order samplers. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything to make the people order samplers. It just seems that I'll sit down and all of a sudden a lot of orders will come in for samplers. That's weird. How does yeah. that happen? I don't know. Magic. Huh. I don't know. I'm a fan. I mean, I used to always get the sampler when I went to a new brew pub. And now I uh, more often will buy one or two uh-huh you know because i want to taste what their pale ale is because that's kind of the the hardest style of the styles to brew it's got a you know the smallest range uh -huh. in order for it to taste like a pale whereas a beer like a stout can be pretty much interpreted however you want it to come out make sure light doesn't shine through it <laughs> that's not a stout. so there's always that fun um but yeah, the sampler's a good way to go. Or once you have a couple of beers, then you can ask for a sample of something you might not like. Yeah. And places have different policies on whether or not they pour samples or whether or not you buy the sampler. But if they have a sampler on the menu, just don't sort of ask, oh, can I just have a taste of this? Oh, can I have a taste of that? Buy the damn sampler. Exactly. Buy the sampler. Or, unless, you, unless you've been there, unless you, you know, you're known for something, but chances are when you're walking into a new city, people don't know who the hell you are. And so you might as well commit to the sampler, $12, $13 to $20, something like that. So, nifty cap. Yeah, pardon me for burping already. Damn, it's like not even starting the show. Well, <laughs> this brewery's been around a hundred or a, a thousand and six years. Wow. Just to let you know. That's an so old brewery. Since 1004. Zateki Privovar. Bright lager beer from the Czech Republic. Hmm. 
And where did this beer come from? The Czech Republic. I know that, but where did you buy it? Uh, jug shop. Okay. On Pacific and Polk. That seems to be like a, a common place for you to buy beer. Yes. Pacific and Polk. Let's see. That's... I know exactly where that is. Pacific is a block south of Broadway. Yep. Which we all know has the big tunnel. <coughs> and Polk is Polk. Can you hand me the other glass? The I can't other. quite reach that far. Certainly. And I got this because I'm planning a trip to the old country. And one of the stops will be Prague. Although this is made in Zatek. Which is also the name of a hop. So I assume Zatek is a hop growing region. Let's just mark that as fact. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes out of Motor's mouth, it is a fact. Well, there's no interesting story to read on the back. That's my that's my legal opinion. Can we have a legal opinion? Can I have a lawyer give me a legal opinion that at, if it comes out of my life out of my mouth it must be a fact? We'll get Alex on that or my other lawyer Excellent. or or backup lawyer. Excellent. Three lawyers. That's kind of a lot. Of, um, I don't have the... I've got three of a kind. Well, as long as they all specialize in different things. They do. Although none of them is intellectual property. Although that doesn't really help the IP. Very light. By comparison to the Kolsch, I'm sure. Yes. So just from a, a looks point of view... They are about the same color, although the Kolsch is, is lighter. Yeah, it's, it's yellow, <laughs> yellower. And the, and the, the Zatek is golder. Uh, Zatek's got a lot of bubbles. Yeah, that could be because of the, the bottom of the glass is designed to kick that up. Um, it, it's an explosion. Wow. This is quite a good beer. Mm -hmm. The Czechs know what they're doing. It's, um... <sighs> you know, I wonder if the... Amer I, I mean, I wonder if the 90% of the beer drinkers, you know, just the normal corporate beer drinkers, would actually find this pleasant or offensive. Because there's some flavors that are going on that are not considered classic American beer flavors. Right. I mean, this taste, you can taste the, the grain. It's much more uh, much more the grain than the malt that makes this beer what mm -hmm. it is, even though it's named after a hop. <laughs> yeah. Although, and, the, and the hops are pronounced. Yeah. Although it's got some weird sour finish, and I'm not quite putting my finger on it. I'm thinking on. it might be, uh, might have not, I mean, it's come from a long way away. Yeah. I don't know. And the beer is, the bottle's not the darkest brown bottle in the world. It's not the darkest tool in the shed. I don't see anything on here that would give you a date. Well, they do the diff the dates different in the Czech Republic. True, John. True. The days are longer. That way they don't have to give as many vacation days. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, form they're former communists. They like vacation. Well, that's another way to learn, you know, back, talk about back to school. You know, go to your grocery store, beer store, corner store, gas station, porn and liquor, wherever you buy beer. Yes. And take bottles away that you've never, ever had. 
Although, yep. although be conscious of what you're buying because just going eeny, meeny, miny might get you something A, expensive, B, not anything that you've ever tried, and C, you won't like it. Yes. So Junk Shop's got a lot of bottles uh, now in the uh, $15 and up range. Yikes. Uh-huh. What uh, fifteen bucks? I mean, that beer. I'm. I'm not going to name it right now. This one. That one's only five bucks. Yep. And that's an extraordinary beer. Okay, on the East Coast, it's not five bucks. It's fifteen bucks. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. So your point is, well, a lot of the uh, a lot of the breweries now are doing you know aged stuff and barrel aged stuff, and so that takes longer and more more equipment, more, more storage, time and, and more yeah. everything. Yeah. Thyme. So it per square foot over time, there's a cost to that. Well, I'm, you know, the thing that's crazy to me is this barrel aging program that everyone's tripping on now. And it does make some really great beer. Uh -huh. But when you're talking about beer, they're going to have to have a lot of barrels and a lot of storage for barrels. Yep. And I mean, it's, a... not, it's not like wine where, you, you know, you have acres and acres of grapes that make this and then you have this basically... Warehouse. I mean, it, it's not the yield's not the the same, right? I mean, in terms of scale, I mean, you can have a really huge winery and it's still not that big, right? Like when we toured Mum and when we toured, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Domaine Chandon. Oh uh, yeah, that one. And you know, this it was this huge champagne factory, you know, that's all robot driven and it's not that big, right? <coughs> well, because they're selling an even more expensive bottle, yeah, for the most part. You know, it's like okay, this is all the this is all it takes to make twenty five million dollars worth of champagne a year. That's a lot of land, though. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of grapes. Yeah. Although, it is coming up on my favorite time of year when they send down the champagne grapes. The little the wheat. No, I like the eat the little the the little tiny. Oh, okay. Those grapes are really good. I did not know that. I'm yeah. not a grape connoisseur. It's coming up on the time when we get those grapes. And grabbing seen apples. Mmm. And, oh, and all those wonderful stouts that are going to, or not stouts, uh, ciders that are going to start coming out because it's fall. All right. Okay. No, sidetrack. Now you're sidetracked, John. Well, we went down the the champagne and cider uh, sidetrack soundtrack. <laughs> Oops. Pete Brown just did his most recent uh, post was about ciders and a cider tasting and i believe that uh that mangers he was actually happy with hmm. he goes a lot of them just taste like soda pop yeah i'm paraphrasing but uh, mangers actually taste like apples even though it's one of the more widely widely sold ciders in england did you try that single varietal that was on last year that vince or that vinnie not vinnie vince from two rivers made uh I th yes. There was I think there was so. there was a bunch of them. There was the sour the one that was so sour that yeah. you could barely drink it. And then there was this other one that was just delicious. And both of those tasted like apples. Which is funny because they were pears. Kidding. Pears. Nice pear. Nice pear ciders. Ah, that's what we call them now. So while you're ordering the sampler, the next way 
to go back to school with beer is take notes, take pictures, and start uh, start to remember the beer that you drink every day. So get you know, a tasting book. Get a tasting book. www.beerschool.com slash tasting book. Get a tasting book, and we'll have those reprinted soon, so we can. We sold out, and I haven't been on it. Sweet. Yeah, I know. And uh, I, that's a problem that's got to get solved because Christmas time is around the corner. Christmas time is, and back to school. Or back to school is already here. But <laughs> so too late for that, for the back to school, uh, beer school book purchase, but it'll be in stock for, it'll be in stock in time for many gifts. We're gonna do so some... what are you looking for when you're taking pictures and taking Well, I just, and... what I want to do is I want to remember the moment. I want to remember what the beer looked like. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, at the end of the evening, it's really hard to remember every single thing that you've had. Or at the end of the beer festival. <coughs> <clears throat> yeah, the end of the beer festival is even tougher because what the hell? You know, there's no way that you're going to remember uh, 35 beers over, you know, sure, they're one ounce pours, but... You know, it's 35 beers that you can't quite remember. <laughs> um, and that's not because the beer is making you forget. It's just the sheer amount of data that it's there. You know, the name, the brewery, the right. the notes, the... And in some festivals, like the the uh, the Bistro for the IPA Festival has a sheet of all, the, of all the beer that's there. So you don't have to actually write it down as you go, but you do want to put notes, you know, like, dislike... Eh. Yeah. Never ha- yeah, never have again. See, I just sort of keep an eye on the beers that I really like or don't really like at a festival. Because mm. I uh, three weeks ago was was it yeah about three, yeah, three weeks, weeks ago, ago was OBF, and um, there was a really good raspberry wheat up there. Mm-hmm. There was a brewery that was doing a goose, mm-hmm. not a, not a Belgian goose, but a German goose. Oh or wow, Goza, Goza. Um, <coughs> goes in and goes out. That was good. Um, there's this great watermelon beer from this brewery in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, Sold out long lines. Uh, the lines the lines were long, but it didn't sell out because they keep sending them more beer. Oh, okay. Um, and just, to, you know, an all-out good time, but there are a lot of beers where it's like, yeah, I don't remember what that one was. Right. Well, the things that, you know, the things that we don't remember are either because we've had them someplace else. Uh-huh. They're unremarkable, uh-huh. you know, for the style that they are. It's a red. Yeah. Um, and or the things that I remember from from uh, festivals are are things that I either read about going, you know, before, you know, because it won some prize or it was known for something, and right. and then to see it, you're like, oh, of course I want to try that. <laughs> they were they expanded the thing this year at OBF, uh, the buzz beers, or it was like double tokens. Uh-huh. Uh, and they had a little section by themselves, and they rotated, and they were all relatively high alcohol stuff. Oh, wow. Also, ran a fan ran into me up there. Uh, the And I'm sorry, I forget your name. <laughs> the guy who drives the bus. Mm. <laughs> that guy, we can look him up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty Yes, awesome. he caught up to me as, uh, as uh, Thomas and I were migrating from tent to tent. He goes, hey, you're better. <laughs> Yeah, he must have heard your laugh. Oh, my satanic laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's like the watermelon wheat song. Watermelon wheat beer posse rolling through the OPF. Watermelon wheat beer posse. 
pink. It's sweet. We love it. It's not really that pink, but the watermelon is more red. True. And I don't know how they get pink out of there. Oh, I know why. Never mind. <laughs> the original lyrics. Yeah, the original <laughs> lyrics. Uh, um, well, that's the that's the the next thing on the list, and we kind of jumped into it. But that the uh, the learn about beer, go to a festival. Yes. And uh, festivals are all around. You don't have to look far for one. And even if the festival is by your friend's accord, lame, go anyway. Support the beer Dude, festival. That's lame. Go anyway because the more people that go to that, the more popular those festivals get, and the more the more beer will show up there. Yep. And uh, you don't want to you don't want to be the one. You know they will. Oh well, if we would have just had ten more people show up, we would have had the festival again. But no, we didn't hit our numbers. Or there's the opposite. This weekend is the Stumptown Beer Revival and Barbecue. Oh yeah. Barbecue cookoff thing, which is so popular now that you can't even get in. It's sold out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. So popular. Good for them. Be. I know. That's a really great festival because it's one price for beer and barbecue. Yes, and it, all you can eat and all you can, all eat, you can drink. All you can drink, although. On a grassy beef beach on a river. Doesn't get any better than that, does it? With a lot of women dressed appropriately oh, for being by the water. I know. I got driven there there and back. That would be perfect. Yeah. Well, that happened to me twice, and it got me in trouble twice. So I'm just going <laughs> to... The question this year... Are you going? No, I don't think I'm going to go. I got to. I gotta wait. I got to go about every three years. Who asked you? What? Oh, people are just asking me if I was going to go. Oh, I see. Go. You didn't plan on going. Didn't plan on going. <clears throat> um, but every time I've gone, it's been really fun. Awesome, awesome. Well, I I think that you know festivals are are great ways to try a bunch of beer in a short amount of time. Uh, the thing I don't like about festivals are that they are full of stupid people <laughs> who don't care about how much you know about learning about beer. They're just there to get loaded and do ass hattery and. Dumbassery. Uh, dumbassery, very nice. Yes, dumbassery. Because they, you know, they're, it seems like a really great value. And uh, there's, I don't know, it's, it, I don't understand, I don't understand the the appeal, although... Oh, you were you No, were I do. We no, were no. all young and dumb Well, once. no, I know that, but, <laughs> I, 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 okay, so then the other thing is to not care about what you're drinking insofar as saying... Give me your most alcoholic beer. Yes, and you know there's no there's no concept of the tasting or the enjoyment or any of that. It's just a throw it back, Boom. call it a day. You know, it's like next, move on to the next uh, tap. Yeah, um, and I've actually, <laughs> you know, here pour this and you know, like you know, pour them the most, and you know it's something that they weren't expecting at all. Uh-huh. You know, like, ew, this is horrible. Like, <laughs> nah. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's the dump bucket. <laughs> I just pretended like I was pouring I, that out of the tap. Exactly. This is what you wanted. The most alcoholic thing is right there. Arm. Hmm. So the bottle and the can are both the same thing for the next beer, right? Yeah. So I'm going to open the bottle. These guys had a big push about 15 years ago. Yeah, this is a weird story. So this beer that we're opening now was sent to us by the Black Star 
Uh, it's called Black Star, and it's from the Minnesota, uh, uh, Montana. Yeah, it's from Whitefish, Montana. What was the beer that was made in Whitefish? I think it was Black Star, except it was a different. So the history of this is is that it was um, it was brewed from it was brewed for a while and then discontinued. Where's my notes on this? Damn it! Oh, here it was. It was dis it was introduced in 1995. Discontinued. Hey, that's 15 years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> discontinued. Discontinued in 2002 and ignored until 2009. And then just they decide for whatever reason to start the kettles up, start yep. making the beer again. So this is made uh, at the Great Northern Brewing Company in Whitefish, Montana. Like I said, uh, and I don't understand Whitefish because it's far from everywhere. Probably in a railroad. Oh, there you go. Right. And what was that other? Maybe it was this beer. There was this. Remember that? It was all the time. Yeah, Whitefish Mon Whitefish Montana was that name. If I just remember the marketing. Yeah, name. I'm pretty sure it was Black Star. Because huh. one summer, when I was still going up to Lair of the Bear for Young Alumni Weekend, when I was still a young alumni, um, one of the regular campers every year ended up being the marketing guy because it's marketed out of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had more kegs of uh, of Black Star beer than we, <laughs> we knew what to do with that weekend up at the lair. Free beer. <clears throat> Free beer. Nicely done. Because I think that's when we were still going up with a keg of uh, Bridgeport IPA or Blue Heron. Uh, Black Star Double hopped golden lager is hopped first in the kettle and then again before finishing. Okay, that's how beer is made. Marketing geniuses. I don't mean to throw them under the bus, but that's how beer is made. Result, a refreshing beer with lots of taste. <laughs> I was going to send this to him. Um, <laughs> We hope you enjoy drinking it as much as we enjoy making it. I'm sure it's a blast to make, um, but <laughs> we brew it like we're supposed to. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, oh, they used they used twice the amount of hops. This is double hopped, right? <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, oh, double hop for your protection. Double hop for your yes, and it's now also in cans. Well, this isn't horrible. I like this beer. Are you reading the same story? Yes. I bet you it's funnier. Blackstarbeer.com. 800-732. Looks like 1,003. I don't know. Most questions answered. So That's very truthful. We should call them up right now. Put them on the phone patch and go... So, um, this is good till October 4th, 2010. Just in time. Unless it was brewed in the future and brought back mysteriously. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that would be, they sent us this in June. So that's about right. Yeah. Their, their, uh, their life on the, on the can is about right. Although it's kind of selling themselves short. Why? On the, the can life. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they tested it. I don't know. Um, well, I do know that this is available on Virgin America. 
next to the 21st Amendment wonderful IPA. Um, Roof or die! <laughs> Ooh, the poor recorder. <laughs> I just etched the memory card with my voice. Poor memory card. So this beer is 4.5% uh, alcohol, and it's 15 IBUs. It's made with uh, Bavarian Middlefur and Saz, Czech Saz hops. Sweet. The guy, that's interesting, the guy's name is Minot Weisinger, and he's the fifth generation brewer uh, of Henry, White, Henry Weinhardt. Really? Yeah, his great, great, he's the great, great grandson of Henry Weinhardt. Interesting. Interesting, right? <clears throat> Guy hung out with his, although I can't imagine him remembering his grandfather, his <sighs> great, great grandfather. No, I don't think they were alive at the same time. No, they couldn't be. And I don't know, it doesn't say that, you know, it's like skipping over a brewer. You know? uh -huh. It doesn't say he was the... His grandfather. The whole family was yeah, purged. His, he just looked back and said, oh, look, I'm Henry. <laughs> and how do we know it's actually Henry Weinhardt the Brewer? Oh. <laughs> Maybe he just has a relative named Henry Weinhardt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The poor Blackstar people. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> everything has turned into a joke about this, this poor company. It's good, though. It is good. I like the beer. I'm just thinking that the marketing is a bit off and... Uh, and uh, this story is a bit odd. But they have it on Virgin, so that's a fast track to it fame. Is. Virgin now flying to Dallas. Oh, here it says. I should keep on reading. <laughs> uh, Weisinger learned uh, about beer from his father, Fred Weisinger, at the Blitz Weinhardt Brewery in Portland, Oregon. So his dad was a brewer. I used to go there. Now I walk by and go, oh, look, Whole Foods. Uh, poor Henry's. <laughs> Uh, sat across the street, had some lovely, lovely ruby at, uh, at Ringler's Annex. The McMinnum's downtown hotel is showing signs of construction. I thought that place was supposed to be done last year. Yeah, well, yeah. If they're done by New Year's, I'd be surprised. Hmm. And, uh, found a new German place up there. What? Uh, it's called Prost. It's a tap house. Oh, Prost. German beer. Very good, very good German food. I mean, just like sausages and like what we would call cold cut sampler. Uh huh. Good stuff. And Leder Steins. Right on. It's a nice Stein. Oh, Leder Steins. That's rare. A nice, you know, liter of Pilsner after a day at the Brewers Festival is exactly the best thing because it's the opposite of the Brewers Festival. You don't get many you don't get many Pilsners at the festival. Nope. And you're getting two two ounce pours. Right, so you don't get to enjoy it from the top to the bottom. <laughs> you don't get to put your head in it. Huh. Look at my glass, it's so big! Well, I'm going to say one last thing about Black Star, and that is, I think this would be an okay picnic beer. Yeah. Um, it has a can possibility, and it comes in glass. Uh, the glass is twist off, and, you know, barbecue, burgers, hot dogs, you know, unassuming, everyone's going to like it chicken you know you're not you're not going to get an ooh factor from from your friends that don't drink this style you know they're not there's nothing there's nothing horrible but flavors flies that are going no 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 like i don't want to kill myself after drinking it no like, like <laughs> no like but see i mean comparing it with the right. the 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 zaytec right 
that beer, if you took that to a party, people are going to go, what's wrong with this beer? And this beer is just... Well, this brewery's only been around since 1856, and that oh. one since, says since 1004. Yeah, I think the, the claim on 1856 is a bit of a stretch. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Let's look it up. <laughs> Let's get in our transporter and go to uh, Whitefish. I don't think I've ever been to Montana. Great Northern Brewing Company was built by the renowned architect Joe Escherich in 1994. What did that say? Joe Escherich, really? He uh, he designed the Monterey Bay Aquarium and a bunch of stuff around here. Um, he died a couple of years ago, so it's going to be a nice building if Joe Escherich oh, designed it. Oh, that's interesting. See if we had the actual. Uh, if this paper actually had a hot link there, it would show that I didn't bother to click. <laughs> you you don't have the hot link paper? Uh-uh. I don't have hot link paper yet. Do people even still say hot link? No, but they would, they would call it hot link paper if they if it actually worked. Right? You'd say, oh, that click, and then the paper would just change. The paper would split in half, and the new sheet would come out of the middle with the, all the text to the hyperlink. Oh, cool. No, I just wish it would just it would just go out from here, like like ink going out. So we have this cool. Okay, stop. <laughs> How is no tech coming along? We're um, <laughs> we're growing. We made a whole dollar and fifty eight cents last week. Really? Yep. Sweet. Beer school still kicks its ass. <laughs> it's like it's like X times bigger and makes well by comparison made a lot more money compared to uh, no tech ever did. Well, no, we sold all of our books. And people send us presents. People send us... Oh, hey. Did like you, our next beer. Like our next beer. Speaking of presents. Yeah, be careful with that. Mm. Mm. Is it going to be a gusher? Mm. Mm. Oh, there you go. What a... See, they don't teach that in uh, in brewing school. Well, we can say that it's nicely carbonated. Not that much of a gusher. No, it's just a, it's just a little happy. <laughs> I've invented something new. The gusher protection cup. I, it's uh, brilliant. So it's, it, a pla it's a clear plastic cup. <clears throat> that I set the bottle into as I open the cap. And in theory, if this started gushing, it would catch most of the gusher depending on the size of the gusher. Exactly. And as it fills up, you can just lift the bottle up yes. straight up and it'll just keep going, falling into the uh, the gusher cup. How did I get so smart? I don't know. <laughs> Mark this time right here. Motor got smart. Motor got <laughs> smart. Not wise, smart. So this uh, beer that we're about to have is from our listener friend on the East Coast. These are all East Coast beers almost. This is weird. Well, no. Well, Dundee's East Coast, but, but Montana's... Montana, that's not East Coast. Okay, no. never mind. Just because it's east of here doesn't make it Mo East Coast. Montana is the wild, wild west. Yeah. That would make most beers East that Coast That explains beers. the cowboy on the top of the bottle. Okay. Was there a cowboy on top of, mm -hmm. uh... On top of the Minot? I mean, on top of the Black Star? Ah. 
some rodeo going on. Mm -hmm. They're getting down with the funky rodeo. All right. <laughs> no, I'm saving it. I just wanted it in this glass. So this is a R&D Belgian ale from... Uh, it was brewed... Um, a wow, a long time ago. Uh, two years ago. Sweet! 11108. So it's been aging for uh, a while. 18 months? Yep. And, uh, 20 months? 20 months? What month is it? August? I've lost all track. It's almost September. I worked a whole lot until like last weekend. Yeah. A whole lot. And then now you're not working. No, I'm sort of sorting out what my, my next step in the project is and i'm also taking care of what we like to call admin issues oh right like getting paid uh no not getting paid paying taxes and oh yeah all that sort of stuff what are you gonna have to buy another cheese grater this year no you're gonna have to buy a new camera you know i'm no you're gonna have to buy another raid no i'm pretty sure that oh pfft. the good old the good old drobo is not full at all Oh. That's Drobo, code beer school. Yeah, we don't get paid by those guys. We don't. Weird. Actually, we can put a link to Drobo and get paid for that. Okay, I'll do that. My Drobo is not crashed yet. You and must I've have got put... a lot of. I've got a lot of uh, reserve capacity at this point. You must have put a lot. You must have put good drives in it. Yeah. No, it's. Uh... And I already got an iPad, so you know I'm sort of out of stuff to get. Could get a new well you don't need an iphone because you got your old phone yeah we'll see what happens when it leaves that company or you know is sold by other companies as is expected around the time of our birthdays yeah but uh well this is aged well oh really considering um it's still it's got a nice color yeah it's it's really heavy golden color almost red but it's not red um the head, the oh, that's nice. Yeah, the head's really uh, pulling together very well. <laughs> so um, Dave Burnham, uh, who's in, I want to say, Baltimore. That sounds right. Oh yeah, because the burger cookies. Oh hell yeah. So anyway, he we he sent us this uh, as the replacement beer for something that got smashed, and this was what showed up. I noticed there was a chunk of glass stuck to the. Uh... To the cookies? No, to something. There's a little chunk of glass on one of these bottles when we were taking them out. Oh, yeah. Well, that would have been this one. Yeah. Uh, no, this was not the one that got smashed. Oh, it wasn't? No, it's the Dundee beers that oh, got smashed. Oh, the Dundees? Yeah, the Dundee beers got smashed because they sent us a six-pack, and three of them were for this virtual tasting thing that they did, and uh, one of the beers, it was their wheat beer, uh, one of them didn't survive. And the UPS guy was very concerned. He wanted to take the the damaged box back. Uh -huh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure that something survived in there. I want them. He's like, do you want to file a claim? I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, why is the box wet? I'm like, it's because it's got olive oil samples in it. <laughs> yeah, olive oil. He's like, he's like, hmm, smells like beer. I'm like, well, whatever. It's a new kind of olive oil. <clears throat> I'm not letting on that it was beer because I didn't want them to go away. But uh, anyway, there is that. So this is uh, this is part three, or no, not part three. Well, we've tasted this beer once before. Act three. Act three. 
So this is in two parts, this, this next part of back to school, and that is go make some beer. There's nothing, there's no better way than to have an appreciation of the beer that you're drinking than to go and make it. Motor's trying to eat a potato chip without being... I'm crushing it with my tongue. <laughs> I'm not supposed to chew on my... No, you're not, because people get, <laughs> people get um, freaked out about that. I watched my friends brew beer a week ago. That's what you were saying. There are even pictures on Facebook. If they can find you. <laughs> that's true. That's always the trick. So um, the thing that's fun about brewing beer is that it's an all-day experience. It takes five to six hours to brew the beer, and then there's some after the beer drinking, and then there's... Some, there's the barbecuing. There's the barbecuing. Lots of things can happen while you're brewing beer. And I would suggest one good thing to have when you're brewing beer is a timer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if you're really organized, maybe a clipboard with your with your uh, time schedule and ingredients so you can mark stuff up or um, at least you don't have to get in fights with is this 30 or uh, 45 minutes we're, we're timing I don't know when did you start the timer I don't know yeah if you're gonna if you if you have never <laughs> brewed beer your job is for brew day timer guy right that is like the best thing that you can do for the brewer because the brewer's chit-chatting with people, having a beer, running around, getting, getting the next drunk. thing. Getting Well, no, he's getting the next thing ready, right? Like the chiller's going. You know, there's always a job to do. Oh, the chiller. You're talking about real brewers. I'm talking about, you know, out in somebody's backyard. <laughs> fake brewers. Yes. Real fake. Well, no, they're brewers. Just because they're, they're in the back. Just because they're in the backyard doesn't mean that they're not brewers. True. But there's always that, like, if you have one job, timer. And your iPhone or your Android or your your West Bend can be the timer. I recommend pinball for your alarm. Oh yeah, it's the world's most annoying <laughs> alarm on the iPod, <laughs> iPhone. You can hear it. It's uh, knock on wood. It's always uh, awaken me at God knows when in the morning to get out of you know sleazy motels in the Central Valley. Yes, he does. You know, before the before she wakes up, <laughs> I'll just take this change. I'll just, I'll just get out of here. I gotta keep your panties. <laughs> John liked that one. Oh, the brewing at Big Bubba's Barbecue that took over from Fire—I think it was called Firehouse Brewing or something like that—in Merced. The brewing there seems to be coming to an end. Because the last time I was there, and they had some good beers. Um, you know, not great, but good. The last time I was there, they had one of their own beer on tap called Light. Light. <laughs> light. <laughs> and after having a Light, I switched to, oh, they had the usual Bud, Bud Light, Coors, Coors Light, and all that other stuff on draft. And something, I don't think it was a Sierra, but I had something. I might have had a Coors Light. It was blazingly hot out there. But yeah, the, the brewery there seems... Either they don't have a brewer or they're sort of giving up on the brewing it. Barbecue's good, though. What Emmer said, Big Bubba's Barbecue. Well, there you go. Yes. Well, this beer is quite, you know, you wouldn't really know that it was a home brewer that made it. No, it's good. <clears throat> it has this uh, It has this quality that it might have come from a Belgian farmhouse. You know, or a Norwegian farmhouse. Or a Norwegian farmhouse or somewhere that got shipped in a bottle, put some funky label on it, and it showed up here. Hey, this is a really interesting idea. You could fake Belgian beers. 
Oh yeah. Just brew them in your in your basement. Get them out there. So yeah, my cousin sent a pallet over of this stuff. Him a group. Hey Dave, if you're listening, it's like we can go into business with this. Yes, fake you know, Belgian beer. Fake Belgian beer, but we'll you know. fakebelgianbeer.com. Yeah. And you need to. Uh, there must be a uh, a Brussels in the United States. <laughs> Early age, because you know there's one of everything. That's right. Because the the people when they came over here to found their towns were a little homesick and said, "Oh, let's name it after this. Let's name it Brussels." I mean, there's Frank, there's Frankfurt, Berlin, Berlin, right? Dublin. There's Moscow. Bart goes to Mos- Dublin, Moscow. I've been to Moscow, Idaho. Um. Yeah, There's just, only one Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. Is there? There's a Hollywood, Florida. There is a Hollywood, Florida. Hari Woo! I think there's only one Guerneville. Where Hari Woo? <laughs> there's only one Guerneville. There is only one Guerneville. There's only one. There's more than one Portland, which is oddly confusing. Well, because Portland, Oregon was named basically on a... I forget what the... It was a flip of a coin or something like that or a referendum in the city... It was either going to be named Portland or Boston. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> Great. Would have been interesting because Portland, if it was named Boston, you know, Portland, Maine, is a rel- even though it's a capital, it's a relatively small city. Right. Having two Bostons, you oh, know, with international be, that, airports no, that, and all that stuff. That would, mean, that would mean that there would be two bands that could be called Boston. No. No, because there could be Boston from Boston and Boston from Portland. I mean, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, we met while we were all students at Portland State. I mean, Boston State. <laughs> no, we'd still name it Boston State. I mean, Portland State and Boston. Uh, and then Boston, later on, original Boston would then sue New Boston for trademark infringement. True. Not if, New, not, if Port, not if Oregon Boston was formed first, John. Uh, no, because Boston, 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 original Boston was formed prior to, uh, 1776. No, the band. Oh, the band. If the oh, band see, this is that even named more... itself Boston came out of Oregon, Oh yeah, it could sue the band Boston that came out of Massachusetts if it was the first Boston band. That's true. So then there would never have been a Boston. It would have been a hippie band. One of my, <laughs> one of my, uh... My first night, or my first night in Portland, I had a really, 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 really good dinner, and then I said, um, you, went for, "You went for tater tots at?" No, I went to Le Pigeon, oh, I don't know a very is. fancy restaurant across the river on Burnside, and had a uh, venison heart, and then uh, John's making a face, and no, I was making a joke. Sweetbreads over spaghetti and meatballs. Wow, both of them were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. When you were given your dish? And I was drinking wine with dinner. When you were given your dish, did the waiter go, have a heart? (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Uh, But then I was going over to Ringler's Annex, and I didn't want to just sit there, so I went by Pals and bought a book. And the story's going somewhere. Uh, I I don't know if it's the latest Chuck Klosterman book. It's called Eating the Dinosaur. Or no, yeah, Eating the Dinosaur. And it's a bunch of weird essays, and one of them is all about time travel and the different types of time travel and the things that can happen with time travel. I want to have breakfast in the Renaissance. He wanted to eat a dinosaur. 
Well, me too, but I want to have <laughs> breakfast at the in the Renaissance, and I want to have a barbecue. I'm sure that stegosauruses are good. I heard they're not stegosauruses. The, yeah, the, the, I know. The, they've just... changed the name again. Grr. So, like, just, guys, what you need to do is get into a room with a bunch of children and then have the children name them, and then that's what they're called. What is that? That's a Bert. (laughs) (laughs) No, because they know the names because their parents have told them the wrong names already. So the children know that that's a Stegosaurus, that's a Brontosaurus, that's a a Pteranodon. Ichthyosaurus. Yeah. A Pteranosaurus Rex. AKA T Rex. I'm more uh, intrigued by why, what you believe breakfast in the Renaissance would be. I don't know. I think it would be. I just want to time travel places that I've. John, you said breakfast in the Renaissance. That's a very specific sort of thing. Do you think they had gilded eggs? I don't know. I just said it. I thought. I thought it was <laughs> no. I. I decided I was going to. I don't want to have breakfast and come I back don't want to have pleasant. breakfast in the industrial age because I think that would be dumb. <laughs> And I don't want to have breakfast in the revolution because I think I'd get killed. And I don't want to have breakfast any time for the first thousand years B.C. because I don't like those people. I'd like to have breakfast sometime in the late 70s with Super Tramp. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> And folks at home can tell I don't have my iPod today or Otherwise else I'd be you'd playing play. music. And you hit my whistle. <laughs> oh, it got moved because we were taking photographs. Because I you. hate your whistle. And it, no, by no. moved, it got moved to no. the landfill. No, you don't, you don't no. need to find it, John. No, don't worry. Here. No, we, we were taking pictures of... Um, <sighs> whatever. It got moved to the landfill. You can... No, no, no. My no. goldfish did not leave and run away and get married and live somewhere else to live happily ever after okay so in lieu it didn't go swimming in the toilet because it wanted to (laughs) i have because we're yeah what is that that's cool we have lack of whistle i have something else that i can show you that's equally cool it's like a skeleton it was skeleton it was 3d printed a 3d printed cube it's the skeleton of a rubik's cube and all, and it was printed that way. So when it came, when it was done printing, that's what it did. I like it. Isn't that cool? I can't believe that somebody thought of it and knew enough about three D printing to make it. No, oh, this is easy to. I know it's easy to do, but you know, from the CAD point. So of what view, it is, it's, um, it's little. It's the frame of a, a little cube, and each cube is probably about a quarter inch, or maybe uh, two centimeters. And the grid is nine by nine on the outside. So it's like a Rubik's Cube for all you kids at home that remember Rubik's Cubes. Um, So it's uh, nine by nine on all sides forming a little cube. But then within that, the hollow frame of the cube is all linked. All the cubes are linked together by another set of cubes in the middle of it, which is a four by four cube. So it sort of holds its cube shape, but it moves around a little bit as it goes, too. Yeah, I was wondering what this was. Very nice. Very nice indeed, John Foster. Now I'm fascinated by it. Um, 
See, I'm holding it up to the mic so you can see it. Listen. That's perfect. <laughs> Listen. I try to be perfect. Someday these will be cameras, you know. Yeah, like you want right to see here? my mouth going blah, 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 Yeah, blah, eating blah. a chip. So where's the 3D printer? Um, that came from Shapeways. Yeah. We're doing a... We're doing an expose on 3D printing. Nice. And I heard the, uh, the, the, uh, that, uh, workshop thing is opening one up here in the city. Yes, tech shop. Tech shop, yes. On, uh... Unlike Howard or Folsom or... It's on Howard Street. I think it's at 8th. Uh-huh. And... They were supposed to open in July. They're not open yet. Aha. Uh -huh. But it's not of... but it's not that far from July, so it's yeah. only it's only ten days from July. I know. They had to raise a lot of money to make that thing open. And uh then also to have enough money to keep it running. Well it seems like the sort of thing where a couple of uh rich nerds would probably cough up because it's fun. Yeah, well, and it doesn't work everywhere. It can work in Seattle. It could work in Seattle. It could work in Portland. Um, it could work in, you know, in Boston. The, yeah, but it can't work everywhere because it has to have enough nerds. It has to have enough nerds that want to make stuff like that cube and a cube and a cube <laughs> um, in order for it to work really well. Did you go to any of the fish shows last week? I speaking of nerds and their friends, the dirty hippies. Speaking <laughs> you know, of nerds, I was invited to one of the nights of the fish show, <laughs> and I and I while I appreciate fish for what they are, uh -huh. I do not follow fish, and I've never followed fish. Um, I mean, I know the music. Uh, I can't tell you a single name of it, you know, of, of any specific thing. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, no, it's kind of, it's a, uh, anyway, I was offered, hey, you want to come along? And I'm like, you know, you should take somebody who really wants to go. Because I want to go, but I don't really want to really go. Really want to go. <laughs> I'll go into Berkeley with you and hang out at Jupiter until you're done in there. Mm -hmm. Their yeah. beer's beer really dialed in. And Triple Rock, Roger's making some, Roger's keeping a Pilsner on at Triple Rock now. You know, I have to say that, Roger right now is on fire. El Fuego. Yeah, El, El Fuego. Because he is, he's just making the most, you know. And I'm going to have to spend more time over there. Despite the fact that it's far. It's not far. It just seems far. It seems it far. It seems far. Well, also, you're living immediately bar to Jason. Oh, I know. Right? See, this is like, I have no excuse. Yeah, it's door it's, to door for me. It's door to door. Yeah, so there is no, <coughs> there is no far. It's just there's little... not that link that after you get off BART, you have to get on something else. Right. No, it's like, well, no, it's it's the end of the night, right? Whatever whatever last BART is, and I get... Oh, I've never... It, it's been so long since I've been last BART out of Triple Rock. No, no, no. I'm just saying that last BART out means that I'm going home. Right. Right. And so, oh, right. you know, there. Oh, I know what you mean now. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I'm not saying that I'm last barting out yes. because I'm last barting out. But oh, that can be horrible. Because <laughs> you hang out. If you're on literally the last train, you hang out at MacArthur for like 20 minutes. Oh, that's horrible. I've yeah. done, actually, I've done that. That's oh, I've not... done that. I've done that relatively recently. <laughs> from from Rockridge, though, instead of Berkeley. See, this is something that the Beer by Bart kids don't talk about is don't miss 
don't expect the last Bart to get you anywhere fast. Yeah. They don't mention that in there. Don't fall asleep on the train. Don't do that either. <laughs> oh, especially if you if you have a if you or, or if you're expecting a transfer train. Uh huh. Well, no, that's why you wait forever at MacArthur because they get all the trains there at one time, and they give time for people to transfer back and forth. Wake all up, the trains. Wake up, sir. Wake up, huh? That's how I lost my eight one eight phone. Uh oh. I'm going down to the eight one eight next. You week. are. Well, I'm going down to the. Uh, I'm going down to the two one three and uh, the three one zero. You gonna hang out with Bush and Sen? No. Hmm. Some other folks. I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be out Santa Monica way. Oh, that's far from Pushing South Sen. of the border, Santa no, Monica that's not, way. That's but I'm gonna go right by uh, the place where they work. Wave. Hi. Yeah. It'll be after they left because the train. No, I'm so taking hi. the train down and flying back. Nice. Yeah. I need a. I. I. I decided that I needed a day to like uh, spend twelve hours in a comfortable chair uh-huh. and stare out the window at scenery while I listen to audiobooks. What are you listening to? Right now, I'm listening to On the Road. I've never read On the Road before. The, the Jack Kerouac book. Yes. And I was like, they have that on audio, and they I recently, thought that was a book. <laughs> they recently, uh, they recently re- released um, like the 50th anniversary version. Yeah. Which um, in the original one, everybody had a nickname for whatever purpose. Uh-huh. They didn't use people's real names. Oh. And so this one, it's like, you know, they name everybody, and they use the normal names. And one thing I did not know, the longtime architecture critic for the San Francisco Chronicle, yeah, who died a couple of years ago, uh, he was one of the guys in On the Road. Really? It's like, they go, Alan Temko. And I'm like, I can't beat that Alan Temko. And I go, Alan Temko. Alan, and I'm like, okay, I look it up online. It's like, yes, Alan Temko was, you know. Huh. But you know, I don't know. I, I have I have mixed feelings about the book. It's an interesting story, but it's sort of like, yeah. And every time you get in trouble, then you ask your mom to wire you fifty bucks. Uh, <laughs> you rebel. You know, sometimes fifty bucks is what you need. It's true. Like that dog. Like that dog. He never had fifty dollars before, John. <laughs> and then the rumor I I've heard is that there is finally a movie version of On the Road moving towards production with good old uh, my good old uh, North Beach cohort Mr. Francis Ford Coppola as the uh, producer okay then it has a chance yeah because if it's some young punk it's not gonna it's not gonna work no it has to have the has to have a that book has to have adult supervision in order to get made into the proper movie he's he just uh, well recently um he bought the old Chateau Souverain winery up in Geyserville, which is a big winery that they built in the 70s. And supposedly he's all pimped it out and he's got this old home-cooking Italian restaurant up there. It looks interesting. Oh, yeah. That would be... He's always talking about... He's got, yeah, it's pairing, just wrapping up now. The pairings and, of this <clears throat> wine with good old Italian home-cooking. Yeah. Yeah, his, the basis for... What was the... He had this cheap red wine, and I don't remember what it was called. It's probably just Coppola Red. Yeah, it's Coppola Red, I think. And it's like eight bucks a bottle. And he's like, his his mandate to his vintners was, make something that goes with spaghetti. Yeah. I don't need it to be anything amazing. I don't care if it's, you know, what it is. I need to be able to open multiple bottles of it and have something for spaghetti. Yeah. He also has... And that's good wine. Champagne in a box. 
Sophia champagne in the box. It's like juice boxes, but it's champagne or or like rosé. I forget which one it is. And it's called Sophia after, be, after Dreamy Dreamy Sophia Coppola. It can't be champagne it's in a box. juice boxes for 20-year-old women. It can't be. It can't be champagne in a box because the bubbles wouldn't work. No. Well, right? How are they going to do? I'll have to figure it out. How are they going to do the double fermentation? It's juice boxes for grown-ups. It's not going to work. Okay, it's rosé. Yeah, it has rose. to be rosé because it's the bubbles would make the box like, you know, a balloon. Sweet. And then when you'd open it, it would go. I got to tell you, this Dundee uh, stout. Yeah. Ain't doing it for me. All right. I haven't tried it yet. It's not. It's not bad. It's just not doing it for me. Well, here's why. It's really thin. Um, it's it's on the IBU scale. It's fifteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's chocolatey. I mean, and it's five point eight percent. So there's not a lot of body to this overall. And the. Uh, they do not say what the. Uh, taste and aroma hops are. Although the malts are chocolate, coffee, caramel 60, and roasted barley. So. Sew buttons on your britches. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh, I also went spying. Um, I've heard stories of a second Hop Monk opening in Sonoma. And I got out of the Hop Monk. Did we go? There? We went there we went in to Sebastopol. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Uh, who played at Hot Monk that blew me away when I saw it? Um, anyway, uh, they're opening a second one in Sonoma, and I needed to get out from under our summertime fog that seems to be a lot more uh, sturdy this year than a lot of years. It's still here. It's, <laughs> and, August, the, it's August the middle of, and it's still here. Yeah, it's, it's sunnied up for about half the day today. But um, on Saturday, I got out on Scoot Scoot, and went north across the bridge, and then ended up all. I went by Moylan's, uh -huh. and then ended up all the way uh, in Sonoma, spying around to see if Hot Monk. And I, there are no signs up, but I can tell definitely that's going to be the Hot Monk. Right, because it has that architecture and that imaging. Then and out, no, it's got outdoor space. Uh, it you know for the for the outdoor uh, area, and it just looks right. Also, did you? I probably ranted about this at the. Uh, at the uh, 2108th anniversary. Hey, congratulations, Nico and Sean and, and everybody else on 10 years at 21A. Me too. Um, <laughs> and John. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, I'm going to the same bar for 10 years. Soup and Kuka is opening a beer garden in Hayes Valley. Really? Yes. Oh, hooray. The two, uh, the two blocks... Where the freeway used to be, yeah. at the end of Octavia, where the little park is now. Yeah, yeah. The two empty blocks. The developer who has the rights to the blocks has signed a deal to do this temporary thing for two to three years, built out of shipping containers. And so Soup and Cookie is going to have a beer, one of the blocks is going to be a beer garden. Uh -huh. And the serving area, and I guess the restrooms, are going to be shipping containers. Interesting. And then the other side, the other block is going to be like some little shops and a little cafe uh -huh. made out of shipping containers. But I, I'm yeah, looking that's going to that's going to become permanent. I'm looking forward are... to a proper German beer garden, even though I love Zeitgeist. Although I haven't been there since they built the real bathrooms. Um, I'm sort I of was there. I was there a month ago. I'm sort of worried about this, you know, real bathroom thing. 
It was there a month ago, and they weren't done yet. Yeah. Oh, I scoot scooted on by there, and from the outside, I could. My choices the other day of places to go were Zeitgeist, uh, Monk's Kettle, or what was the other place? Oh, this new place called The Corner that, that I like to hang out. Uh, after 10, uh, Back in Black is a dollar. Oh, I've heard about this. Or, yeah. or Bender's, and I ended up going to Bender's. Nice. Because, uh, you know, who doesn't like Bender's? Who doesn't like Kiss well, the... my shiny metal ass. <laughs> They're back in production. They are, yeah, and it's on funny. Ca- on Cartoon Network and it's or something. Funny. And it's funny. They got all most of the writers back, and, and there it goes. Sweet. All right, well, um, I don't know what it was I liked about the, the stout when I had it before. Stout's nice, but it's, you know. Well, no, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Compared to the stout that I had last night, which is the, I'm going to look it up because that would only be fair. You got a new camera too. No, I got an old camera. Oh. Oh, I use my iPhone. Crap, it's not on this camera. <laughs> um, no, I had the, oh, it was this, it was the Lagunitas uh, Bourbon Barrel Edge Double Stout. Oh. It is delicious. That's the proper time to use a bourbon barrel. It is amazing. <laughs> and it's incredibly balanced and... You know, nothing stands out as awful, you know, no no over bourbon, no over hop, no over, mm. and uh, I don't know how long it was aged, but I wanted another one, but it was the end of the night. Ah. So I have to go back, and I'm sure it'll still be there, because... At Bender's? No, no, this was at Zeitgeist. At Zeitgeist. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Wow, I hang out in more places now. This was at Tornado. I've heard of Tornado. I've heard of Tornado. Tornado was, had no beer. They had that, and there was like the board was empty. Really? Yeah, because it was their 23rd anniversary party. Oh. This is the time of anniversary parties. Oh. 21A, Tornado, uh, Speakeasy Brewing, uh, something else was some other. Oh, uh, uh, you just said it. Moylan's is having a birthday party. Yeah, Moylan's. Next week. Moylan's um, is 10. Yeah, everybody's old. Ten. It's awesome that they made it this far. <laughs> well, I've been... Uh, I think we're going to have to uh, do an update to our San Francisco beers. Yeah. And yeah. definitely put Pie Bar on that. Oh, yeah. Because pie bar I've, is... I, I've been going... Now that I've scoot scoot, I will uh, piddle on down to Pie Bar at sort of the end... Like sort of the 4.35 o'clock time. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to make dinner at home, I'll go down there and get two beers and then scoot home and buy some groceries on the way home. But Jen does such an amazing job of curating those t- those 12 taps. You go mm. in there and it's just like, for it's the best 12, tracks, 12 tap selection I've ever seen. Exactly. No, it's, it's, you know how we always talk about Tornado being the 24... Uh, excuse me, the 365-day-a-year beer festival. Yeah. Well, Pie Bar is the slice of that, and it's just as good. Oh, yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's different. Uh, plus, also, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a bottle person. Right. And she's got a ton of bottles, too. And the world's best meatballs. And some good pizza. Yeah, the pizza's not, not too bad. <laughs> so, um, well, that's a little bit of off-track on our 
back to school. Go back to school, fine. Right, fine. back to school. Keep but learning all keep the time. Keep learning. The idea is all these great places that are up, that are up and coming and going, uh, go to them. Hang out there. Enjoy their beers. Make a cube in a cube in a cube. Motor's like fascinated it. by it. I like it. How does it... Yeah, it was printed that way. Yeah, no, I understand. I, how, how does it three-dimensional... I don't know. See, that's what I said. When you start to think about it, you try to get your head around it. No, I no. How you manufacture it? It's it's comes out of a it's one thing at a time. Oh, I know. But you're cutting things through things behind things. It just lays it out going up. Oh. See when you when you. Oh. oh. So it draws sections. Yeah, it's like it draws sections in plans as it comes up. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. Okay. It's still incredible how somebody thought that up and said, "Hey, my printer can do that." Thirty minutes later, cube. <laughs> Are you going to try to pronounce that? Uh. Ictum, Ictigems, Grand Crew, Flemish Red. Well, that was way better than my interpretation of it. I just am slurring words together, because that's what I do when I'm trying to, uh... Yeah, it's, it's, it is an I, it starts out with an I, because on the back, it's the town name, it's Ictigem, Belgium. Hmm. And it's their Grand Crew, Flemish Red. It's quite good. Six and a half. It's mellow. It doesn't. It's not like Rodenbach. Well, it tastes in a way. It tastes old. You yeah, know, like it, like yeah. it's like it's like three years old or two years old. The cap. Uh, the drink before date is uh, March twenty third, twenty fifteen. So it's even going to get better. Yeah. Hmm. That would be an interesting thing to save. So um, I want to talk about the Cicerone program. That, oh, okay. That Ray Daniels has put together. So it's not something that you and I, or pretty much anybody who's just a beer drinker, is going to, to benefit from, because um, it's not made for really the general public. It's made for managers and servers and bartenders who may or may not be exposed to how they should treat beer. So it's kind of technical. Uh, it kind of goes into the details of everything from pairing food uh, to the BJCP uh, off flavors. Uh, it talks about storing beer, serving beer, uh, pressures of kegs, and all that kind of stuff. That said, if you download the syllabus that they've put online, there's 12, no, there's 19 pages. And I know because <laughs> my printer did not print all 19 pages of it, it said error name, IO error, command. Flush file, operand, stack, <laughs> file type, array type. Anyway, it barfed on that that thing. Did it say something about uh, how this Ictogems has a lot bolder flavor after you have a couple of potato chips? No, but that would be that would be something that you would that you would uh, have a discussion about if you were to take the multi-day class. Uh, Did you just taste that? Because I have a total different taste for this. Well, no, that's why I, that's why I said because. Like the beer is like really good, yeah. And I, and I don't know if it's because of the the break or because of the chips or because of no. But, it's like the the chips totally cleared cleared my tongue. I don't know if the salt is pulling out more flavor or 
Oh. Well, that's the thing. I gotta, I gotta make a pitch right here. Kettle baked potato oh chips gosh. with sea salt is a pretty, it, they're pretty neutral. They're salty, but they're pretty neutral. Because they're baked, they're not oily, so that's not gonna oil up your tongue and right. maybe mess with some of the flavors. Well, that's the other thing. You know, like when you're drinking a lot of different beers, you should always have something to reset your palate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think those are a palate reset, per se, because they have so much salt on them. <laughs> that, sea salt. Well, no, it's enhancing something that's going on because my tongue is different. Yeah. Maybe I should try... Is there any more of that stout? Yeah. No, it's gone. The stout's gone? Yeah, we drank all that. I thought we... Because uh, I sort of like... Yeah. Well, we didn't really think the stout was awesome, but maybe that's because we were eating burgers with it. <laughs> So Cicerone. Well, the idea of the Cicerone is this, is that as beer becomes more acceptable as a, as a, uh, a drink that you would have with a meal, as we see more Belgian bars, as we see more German style, as we, you know, we get these specific things, we have to have a way of, of making sure that, that the people who are helping <clears throat> in the restaurant have the knowledge to to do that. Now, there's a couple of ways you can do that. One is that you can just have a conversation with somebody and you instantly know, oh yeah, beer geek. Uh-huh. Because if you hang out with the people from Monk's Kettle, beer geeks. If you hang out... Never with been the, to Monk's Kettle. You should go. Well, and if you hang out with the people from... You know, if you hang out... Well, you hung out with Jen, right? Yeah. From Pie Bar. Yeah. So, beer geek, right? You instant, And she can spot them. She knows the... You know that, so this program is not actually helping with with what the person that she wants working in her bar. This is giving a condensed overview to somebody who's coming into it from not a long lifetime of uh, experimenting with. They all may sorts be of a great beer. server. They may be a kick-ass waiter. They may be the best waitress person, waitstaff in the whole world. But do do they know about beer? No, right. <laughs> and so. The problem with the problem with beer, unlike wine, is that there's like zillion things to know. Mm-hmm. There's all these different flavors. There's all these different ingredients. There's all it's all the same way that beer is made, but there's stuff about it that's not that's uh, that's that's totally complex. Well, what are the significant differentiators, as we say in the uh, environmental consulting business? <laughs> you know, there are things that are the same. It's made in a kettle. Yep. There's stainless uh, involved. There's, uh, but the composition of the metal for the ke- kettle is not a significant differentiator. But what goes into the kettle, how long you boil things, where, how it's fermented, how it's, uh, in the case of some things, is it kept totally in a sterile environment or a clean environment? Or is it open to let the local yeast have their way with it? Yeah. Hubba do, hubba. Do spiders drop stuff into it intentionally because they like the plot? That's a good name for an album. For an art rock band. Spiders drop things intentionally into it so they get the plop. Yeah. That's our third album. You know, the label wanted a hit off of it. I don't think they got one. They just got plop. That was our hit. What we did was we we signed notes to spider webs, and then we watched the spiders build the webs, and we played those notes louder. Interesting. So anyway, all the uh, all, there'll be a link to the to the specific outline. Uh, a and, Louisiana hot link. Yeah, I like those. <laughs> um, and they'll so it's it's there now. The thing is, is that you can learn just a lot by reading the outline. 
you know, not even getting into the content, just seeing all the stuff that's going on with this, you know, from, uh, from storage to transportation to cleaning and, and maintaining lines and on and on, you know, it's like, it's an extensive, uh, everything. It's an extensive everything. It is an extensive everything. It is all, uh, all consuming, all, uh, all encompassing. Yeah. It's an all-encompassing process. So, and then it has levels of it. So you can't be, you can't go to the master program until you've done like three things before. So to get you, your golden bottle to get opener, your golden bottle opener, and the, then you get your titanium bottle opener. So the only thing I'm going to say is that I hate certification programs. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was dubious of the MSCE, which is the Microsoft Certified Engineer, uh-huh. uh, because you know there are people who are book learned. And they know how to take a test. And, you know, that's wonderful that you know how to do that. But that does not translate into being able to help me with my router problem. Uh-huh. Right? Because you don't have the real world experience of, of that. And so, yeah, you can get certified in this stuff. And people are kind of proud of that. And, you know, without, for good reason. It's a hard thing to, to get done. But that doesn't translate. Right. You know, that's not, that's not a substitute for the everyday kind of stuff. But it's more likely if you become a certified Cicerone, then in your off time, you might dabble in beer drinking. Whereas if somebody becomes a certified Microsoft systems engineer in their off time, if they're still dabbling in troubleshooting. No, they're using a Mac. Troubleshooting routers, <laughs> you know, well. Right. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. It's like, I, I just, uh, I, I, this goes back to something that has always bothered me, you know, about education and, uh. Uh, you know, just because you are the valedictorian of your class does not mean that you are the smartest person. <laughs> I mean, you know, who was in the back of the, who was in the back of English reading a dictionary because they were bored? Raise your hand. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> the valedictorian did not do that. So the other equally most amazing amount of stuff that you can read. Uh, to get your head around is the stuff that the BJCP guys have put together. So the BJCP stands for Beer Judge Certification Program. Oh. Yeah, you're grown up. Nothing, nothing to do with blowjobs? <laughs> That's why I downloaded that app, and I never really understood the whole... You know, there's something <laughs> to be said about that. You know, if there ever was a certification program that... Because training here is a big is a okay stop. Um, mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, huh. um, yeah. So there is that problem. But anyway, the BJCP guys have uh, all. Of, they're the people that train beard judges. Now right. you can't go to school to be a beard judge. You gotta ha and their whole thing is, you can learn all this stuff, and we're still gonna deny you being a beard judge. Right. Because we have a bunch of rules, we have a bunch of things that we want to have the same, and you may not have the palate for it. You may come through the whole program and just not be able to taste something. It's more of an, in, an internship or a, uh, a uh, oh, what's the other word I'm looking for? No, you're term? not looking intern, it's a... No, it's apprenticeship. A, apprenticeship, yes. And I, could, I had a little picture of a medieval town in my head and I couldn't come up with it. Oh, yeah. Apprenticeship, and the thing is, is that you know, if you decide that you're going to be a beer judge because you have a great palate, 
because you can take taste the off flavors or because you you know you have this ability to pulse taste out that your friends can't taste uh-huh go ahead do it you know it's a really interesting way to to uh to try a lot of beer um it's a lot of work it's note taking and memory and you have a friend commi- to committing to to a ton of uh to, to a ton of time and the other thing is hilarious if you read the beer judge uh test stuff you know what it you know, what you're doing over half of the test is how to is on being a beer judge Nothing to do with beer. How to write? Uh, how to write? Uh, how to write a review? How to tell the, the the what words you can't use? You know what things you can't do? Rhymes with kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Your beer was rhymes with kitty. <laughs> well, though, like one of the things, like if this, if we were judging this, uh-huh. this label was not allowed. Uh huh. There can be no discernible marks on the bottle of any kind to be able to tip off. What the uh, what what it was? Actually, it's just on the cap. It could be this label could be fine. Well, you have to have some sort of identifier so they know what it's what, and then it gets put into whatever container. Yeah. That and there's people that will serve the beer and keep track of things so that they know what they're what it is that they're drinking. Right. Uh, but you're basically you have no idea you have no idea if you're drinking if you're drinking Coors or uh, you know. It could be whatever. Coors or hams. Yeah, Coors or hams. You have no idea. It's just, it's blind beer. And so if that, that kind of thing is fun for a while, but if that's the only way that you're drinking a lot of beer, like, oh, how maddening would that be to go, what was that thing that I was drinking in the third round that I can't know? <laughs> what was number 17? What was number 17? Ah! I love that beer. Then you, But you can't say that. I don't know. But, um. Uh, uh, so anyway, oh, and I printed that too, and it didn't print. What I was, what I was going to do is we were going to fill out one of the the forms. Oh, while we were doing that the was going to be our homework to do that on was, the air. Yeah, we're but guess be like, what? We're going to that be... was the error. That was the thing that didn't print. So we were going to. Well, fill you should it. get your Microsoft certified systems engineer to find out why my Postscript printer didn't print a PDF file. Exactly. I blame PDF. <sighs> Oh, gusher. <laughs> ah, okay. I have to go uh, wipe my hand. There's a uh, paper towel rack over there on the on the uh, thing. The so the thing with the BJCP stuff is that as you, it's kind of like learning about music. The more you know about stuff, the less interesting rock and roll gets. You know, if you know that they're that the band is only playing an E chord, then suddenly it's like, wow, those guys are not rockers anymore. They're yeah, all they did is learn how to play one chord. How lame! And you know, the, sometimes it's the things that you don't know that make it interesting, that makes stuff interesting. You know, true that, Jonathan. Uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, Sometimes I just want to be a simple man and not know what the what's going on behind the scenes. And sometimes I wrote behind the scenes. However many IBUs there are in this particular Yeah, thing. sometimes you have to say, oh, who cares? I just want to enjoy it. So the beer that I was most excited but you, but, about turned out to be a... Gusher. God. Well, you know what? You know what? It probably got to be a gusher because it warmed up. 
Didn't mm-hmm. one of your friends go through the BJCP program? Yes. And he was just unfun to drink with. Yeah, he was unfun to drink with for a while until uh, he got bored of describing everything in a beer. So, our next beer, which I just picked up at the corner market. The, the Jug Shop? That's called Jug Shop. And I'm sorry <laughs> if you're... You know, they have one of the cold cases. Above it, it just says... It's like danger. These are sour. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Yes. Wait, your corner market has sours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not the corner. Actually, market. it's a it's the neighborhood liquor store is okay. what it is. Well, actually, my neighborhood liquor store has a really great tequila selection. Nice. So this I bought because it's named after a Tone Loke song, "Wild Thing." Do do from do. from the Hond Brignick. Brewery in Norway. This is a uh, Norwegian ale with cranberries and currants. Cranberries and currants. This is like well, a th- cranberries and currants. Both of those kind of make sour things. These are. This is a. Uh, I would call this a Thanksgiving beer. And if you want to pour yourself some, and then I'll do the reading on the label. This, oh, there's a story. This is a very interesting sounding beer. Wow, uh, that type is really tiny. Yeah, and I've got better light over here. That's why we're recording on uh, we're recording on an evening, not a not a, not a afternoon, Sunday. and uh, the lighting. Even though they they built the labyrinth out in front, um, they didn't fix the ballast in the uh, lighting. No, well, actually, they did fix the ballast. It's just that it's really bright. Ah, uh, no, they came in and redid the the story. Is they came in and redid the lighting. And while they're doing it, I'm noticing that the that the worker guys are up on ladders. They're not wearing safety goggles, and they don't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, you know that the port has said that we're not supposed to touch the tiles because <laughs> there's they're they they have a uh, they are a hazard. Yes. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, here I'll pull it. and we pulled it out. And it says, don't touch the tiles, there's asbestos in them. And <laughs> they all get, they all stop work. They're, they're not going to work anymore. And so three hours later, they come back in. No masks, no safety goggles, and they're spinning the drills one more time through it. And everybody goes, oh, they're safe. I'm like, what are you kidding me? We asked our boss. So, this beer says in, what, about four-point font? Yeah. Um, the hand brewers... Four guys making beer in their spare time on an absurdly small scale. Specialize in recreating old Norwegian farm beers. Here's one made with a variety of different grains and some typical fruits from the region. Handpicked by the brewers. It is fermented by airborne wild yeast, unfiltered and unpasteurized. Wild thing! You make everything. Groove. And then... On the side of the bottle, in legible type, although I guess technically that was legible because I could read it, uh, this is batch 246, a total bottling run of 2,160 bottles, bottled on the 24th of November, 2009. Huh. So, yes. That's kind of a big batch. 7.5% by alcohol. So, that's a liter or half a liter? No, it's half a liter. So, they... Made uh, these two, they the, made the a thou- Zotec and this are the same size. They made a thousand liters, so that means it's uh, 250 gallons, so roughly 
roughly eight barrels. Eight barrels. Yeah, ten barrels. Eight to ten barrels. Yeah. Huh. It's a pretty label. It's it's photographic of uh, some currants and some cranberries in brownish colors, and sort of a uh, I don't know if that's exactly Helvetica, but it you know probably is. Probably is. Here, let me see it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, because I can tell that is Helvetica. Yep. I'm surprised they used Helvetica, although it is uh, Norwegian. <laughs> it's Norwegian. There's got a sort of a barky taste. Well, I was expecting more cranberry. Uh huh. I like it because it's crisp. And the current, I'm not even tasting that, but I don't remember what current tastes like. <laughs> current might be the barky taste. Oh, yeah. That could be it. What does current taste like? I don't know. I don't remember. It's across from the ballpark. <laughs> current tastes like YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the, it's only when YouTube, well, no, their progress bars run the same way. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's TV with a progress bar. Current TV. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. You know what? It's it's funny. All these stations, all these things that you don't see when you don't have cable. True. I don't think you see current if you have cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that why, maybe, well, okay, this is my homework. Go to current.tv. And see if they actually have the same programming that's there on their on their channel, on their website. They must. You know, you'd think that they would. Huh. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, that's still recording. And, okay, good. And. So, let's talk about the homework. Okay. The best part about beer school is? The homework. The homework is beer. So, we talked a little bit about uh, the idea that you should take notes, take pictures, and start to remember the beers that you normally drink. The idea is the idea is that if you keep track of things, even if you don't write stuff, if you take pictures of stuff, you'll just develop a memory of, oh, yeah, we had that anniversary beer, or, oh, that summer beer, or that. Yeah, and I use the note, the notes function on my, my iPod when I'm someplace where I want to remember what beers it is that yeah. I'm having. And some of it is, you know, like, we have a show. So there's a lot of beers that I can remember because we had them on the show. Like Black Star. Like Black Star. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> that was not intentional. We went into it with blackstarbrewing.com. We went into it with every intention of of a of a positive review and I I'm it was sorry. A positive review. Well, it we was just, a positive review. We liked we the beer. Picky. We liked the beer. Overall, the beer was what we thought was good, but it was just the label was funny. So the homework is um to write down what you're tasting, how it changes as it gets warmer. Note the ABVs and the IBUs. Uh, you don't have to have a specific form to do this. It can just be a piece of paper where you're just writing that stuff down. Although I hear you can get a really good notebook soon from Beer School. Yeah. Well, or you can download the and print the uh, BJCP form. 
okay. which is uh which is in my mind it's oversimplistic in in the way that it works but it's supposed to be because it's beard, it's beard judges there's not a lot of there's not a lot of leeway in what they're trying to do okay um you can also do just start taking notes by taking pictures right so if you have a camera phone um with that you can that you can post stuff uh, post a picture to wherever it goes and some little notes that go with that uh, that'll help you out but the idea being that if you aren't okay wait let me rephrase that the idea being that if you are writing things down especially about a beer that you drink every day mm -hmm. your perception of what you're drinking will start to change because you're because you're thinking more critical you're thinking about it you're saying, oh, what am I tasting? Um, well, okay, I never noticed that sour finish at the end because I was always taking another sip. Wow, there's a hint of watermelon in this. <laughs> or or uh, I don't actually like this flavor anymore. Or uh, I never noticed the, the sweetness in the beginning. This would go well with a steak. Yeah, too bad we don't have any steak. <laughs> <laughs> Told you Memphis Minis was closed on Mondays. I knew that. <clears throat> Why didn't you go to... Oh. Because Memphis Minis, I've decided, is the best barbecue, or my favorite barbecue. I wouldn't know if it's the best, but it's my favorite. It's very good. Um, you could have gone to uh, Hard Knocks Cafe. Where's that? It's downtown on 3rd Street. I obviously couldn't figure it. I couldn't go there because I don't know where it is. Okay. <laughs> nice. Huh. John, I've been forced to be logical for weeks and months on end. <laughs> so order the sampler, get some beers that you already know, take some notes. Take some notes. Maybe a photo. Maybe a photo. And Ask uh, for the bartender's phone number. She won't give it to you. <clears throat> Actually, the rule is this. If she wants to go out with you, she will tell you. Oh, okay. Right? She will tell you that she's interested in Oh. And uh, if... And I wasn't talking about dating. I was, you know, get the phone number so you could ask questions about beer. Oh, that. Well, yeah. then, then, it's just, <laughs> then it's just then it's just 369-0900. Push zero at any time to speak with anyone. <laughs> and you can ask no questions. Hey, there. Rob, how's it going? Hey, we have a beer school robot. What's the, oh, that number is impossible to... To uh, to know, eight seven seven. Remember, Belch. it's it's like two. It's, it's four two, two, two no, four, no, four, no, two, two, four, two, two four two four two four beer. No, no, no. That's what. Do we have the conversation? Yeah, we did. We can't remember what it is because it's too. No, many. we know what it is because it's programmed in my phone. Oh, um, the number is. You can always call the beer school robot, leave a question, and we'll answer it. <laughs> four two four two four two three three seven five yeah it's the world's hardest number to drunk dial that's what i know three three seven five yes i'm gonna do something cutting edge here nice you're gonna call our you're gonna call, our call the robot on the air nice call the robot on the air
Hey, Beer School, how you doing? It's Motor. We're recording a show right now, so I got to keep this phone call short. But uh, John looks like he's about to laugh, maybe, or I don't know, throw something at me. I can't tell which one's which. So I better hang up. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> was it the Beer School robot? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what it was. You saying. didn't listen? Because there's if you if you dial it wrong, it's some other guy. Well, no, it's been the it's programmed in my phone for. Oh, so it totally works. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope it's not the two hundred six number, right? No, because two four two four. I know, but there was a two hundred six number for a while, and somebody forgot to call it to keep it alive. So order the sampler, talk to the bartender, uh, take notes, take pictures. Yep. Ask us questions. Although that's not your homework. Sounds like a plan. Okay. I like this beer. Wild thing. Wild thing. Dun, dun, dun. I wish I had a farm Funky where I could put a brewery and my me and my four friends would brew spontaneously fermented yeast. Two thousand half liters of whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be dark for half the year. Because you're in Norway. Uh, I don't want to live in Norway where it's cold and dark. And all the women are six foot tall, blonde. Yeah, seeing how, well, I, there is that problem because I'm only like, I'm shrinking. <laughs> Anything else about beer school, John? Well, you know, the back to school is. The back to school. We're going to do a lot more stuff this fall. Have a lot of different plans going. Maybe the video stuff will start to happen. Oh, geez. We're not in the videos. Oh, geez. We're not in the videos. Oh, geez. We're not in the videos. Oh, geez. Just telling you, Motor, we're not the in the CD's stuck. We're not in the video. Um, we'll go, are you going to... Uh, a podcaster? Yeah. Uh, somebody different than us. No, we're just going to have extras, third parties that are unknown. <laughs> and it's going to be voiceover by me, I think. Are you going to any festivals this fall? No. Okay, me neither. GABF will have to survive without me. Unless I get more books made, I'm not going to GABF. Unless the books are done by then, I should just say that. Well, you got... Six weeks. I know. That's about that's about how much time it takes. Sweet. From when the books get ordered to when they get here. And I can't On literally a slow boat from China. I can't make it happen any faster than that. Yeah. <laughs> on literally a slow boat from China. Cricket, 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 cricket. Oh, and then there's this note. We have three beers in the fridge that were sent to us by some different breweries, but it's only three beers. Obviously, I wrote the notes for the show based on the email that I sent you. So I don't. And I'll let this one go back in the fridge for I your personal think use later that's on. That's a good plan because that will just put me over the top, and you are on a scooter, and I'm going home, going to sleep. Nice. Yes. So um, that's how exciting we are here. We're going to take naps now. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that goes. <laughs> well, we, have to, we have to take pictures of the beers. We sure. have to... I'm still... Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that. Yes, what? Sorry. 
You're still no. I still dot, like dot, dot. I still like the marketing on this. On yeah. The, on the Dundee guys is it's cute. On the Dundee guys is a label. It's cute. Well, I think it just tells a. I think it tells a fun story. I like the three dimensional printer. Three dimensional. So I, I was going to say, out of all the beers we had, what was the one that stood out today? For uh, for you, I like the Zatek. Interesting. And the homebrew was good too. Or the homebrew was was surprisingly good. Yeah. Well, you know, it, when you look at the story of this, there's not much difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to say that I really dug the Kolsch. And the um, unpronounceable Grand Cru. <laughs> the indigents. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, the stout was, you know... Stout. 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 The stout was not a standout. The <laughs> stout was not a standout. Very funny. And if you take if you take a couple letters out of the middle of that word, you get stout again. Stand out. Take out take out the and and you get stout. <laughs> and you get stout again. Oh you I don't know. The what amber to do. Sam. Could you do that? Yeah, you could do St Amperstand out stout. <laughs> Alright. Well, we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is Class Ampersand Stout. It is that good, isn't it, John? It is that good. Hey, you know How about that fake U2 band? I like fake U2 <laughs> lots. I recorded all of fake U2 that really? night. Yeah, so I think I might even insert a fake U2 song at the end of here. That'd be nice. E- even though uh, I have no rights to it, and uh, shh, if you tell U2... It's for learning. Yeah, it's for learning. Well, it is, you know, it, it, is, the, it is the 21A, and they were 10, and so that is news, a.k.a. Fair use goes here. Yes. Hey, kid. Call off the lawyers. <laughs> Play fake you, too.
Put a killer. 